This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equity Mates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own Now time. you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing. In this podcast, we cover all the basics you need to start your investing journey. We unpack all the jargon, the confusing bits, hear your investing stories with the goal of making investing less intimidating. And along the way, we're going to try and have some fun. My name is Bryce. And as always, I'm joined by my equity mate, Ren. How's it going? I'm very good, Bryce. Uh, Look, as I said that... Um, for context, we're on YouTube now, so people can now watch what we do in the studio. Yes. I've got some feedback that I play with my mic a lot. We don't touch it. <laughs> just as I uh, went to say uh, I'm good, I realized I grabbed my mic. mic again. So, uh, everyone watching on YouTube, um, get ready. I'll be touching the mic a lot in this episode. <laughs> so, uh, in this episode, we want to cover all there is to know about compounding the eighth wonder of the world, according to... Well, technically Einstein, but there's debate as to whether he said it. (laughs) But uh, we're going to be going through, um, yeah, what is compounding? It's a very important term to understand uh, at at the beginning of your investing journey as early as possible because um, it is quite a powerful uh, uh, concept. So we'll be going through that and then closing out the episode with a listener mailbag from one of the members uh, of our community, um, and that is Bridget, who has a couple of questions around uh, sustainable investing and uh, one of the funds that we had spoken about earlier on in our investing journey, Ren, many, many years ago, PM Capital. Before we do uh, jump into the compounding part, though, we do want to, again, thank all of you out there who have uh, gone to our equitymates.com slash support page and either supported us through a one-time donation or through a recurring monthly. Uh, it is obviously something that uh, we're very grateful for. So so thank you very much. If you would like to support Equity Mates and everything that we do and you find value from this content, then head to equitymates.com forward slash support. Uh, you can give us ten cents, a hundred dollars, or a hundred thousand. We don't mind. Hundred thousand would be very nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a massive thank you to all of you out there. Also, a reminder, Ren, that we have launched Meet, Pay, Love. Yes, which is our latest podcast at Equity Mates Media. It is all about the money side of relationships, hosted by two amazing sisters, Carmel and Zoe. 
down in Melbourne there tackling the issues that everyone faces and should be talking about with their partners when it comes to money, everything from going on the first date through to de facto relationships um, and who gets what if there is a divorce. Yeah, now I'm not in a relationship, but I still got you something. You can uh, slide into Ren's, <laughs> Ren's DM if you want. Uh, that wasn't the point of that. Uh, so I'm, I, but I still got something out of it. I still found it interesting. But you, as someone who's been in a relationship for what nine years? Quite a while. Quite a while. Probably uh, uh, got. Oh, I hope you got something out of it. Did you? Have you had any uh, yeah. serious money conversations with Harriet since? Well, I mean, it's uh, it. We've been having conversations before the podcast, thank goodness. Okay. But um, <laughs> I have taken a lot out of of the podcast that the girls are doing. So um, yeah, I think that the the message is that re- regardless of if you are single or in a twenty five year relationship, there is something to get out of this podcast. So go and check it out. Meet, pay, love. Uh, it'll be live in your podcast players now. Yeah, there's a lot of conversations about money that don't happen in relationships, and hopefully, this podcast can break down some of those barriers. Absolutely. And just a final shout out to our community investor from last week's episode, Candice. Uh, it was great having you on. A reminder that if you would like to come on and share your investing stories just like Candice did, head to equitymates.com forward slash contact and uh, leave us a voice message or leave us an email and we'll get in touch to bring you on the show. Jeez, this housekeeping section is getting very long. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. We're, we'll be soon be releasing a special bonus episode, housekeeping. <laughs> That's not bad. Right, Ren. So, compounding. Yes. Since the creation of the first company, nothing has created more wealth than the stock market. Well, it's something that I like to say and um, it's been it's been challenged property potentially, um, but- You're fiddling I'm with fiddling your mic. with the mic again. <laughs> but I think, yeah, since the, what, the 1600, I'm, I'm very conscious of it now. <laughs> Um, since since the 1600s, the creation of the first joint stock company, it would either be stocks or property. It would either be number one or number two. But it is just an incredible wealth creating machine. Yeah, and it's it's pretty simple at the end of the day. It's it's not highly technical, you know, trading and you know all this stuff. It is simply just investing in these companies and waiting mm, and mm. letting them do all the work as they get more valuable and every year getting a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger yeah, and compounding into something pretty incredible. So we're going to call this episode, don't wait to invest, invest and then wait because that is the power of compounding. As Ren just said, if you just let it build and build and build over time, as you uh, understand, as we go through a few examples, it becomes incredibly powerful. So uh, Ren Einstein apparently has said that compounding interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it earns it. He who doesn't pays it. Mm. And so hopefully by the end of this episode, you will understand it. We also reached out to some of our community to get their uh, idea on um, compounding. And one of them has said that compounding uh, to create a passive income is truly powerful. And it is something they did not quite realize at the start of their investing journey. Yeah, and so I think the point of this episode is just to really understand what we're talking about when we're talking about compounding and yeah. how, how it can work for you and you know what you need to do and but probably more importantly what you don't need to do to really enjoy its effects. For some people who, you know, have been 
investing for a while or been with us on the journey they're probably sick of us talking about it but you know what it's that important we're gonna do it again yeah absolutely So, I mean, Ren, uh, you're at school and you're in your maths class and you've probably I actually, been... T- I actually dropped maths. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And you're doing and a finance podcast. now I'm doing a podcast. finance podcast. Gee, that is not good. <laughs> uh, that is not good. Anyway, um, uh, people may have heard simple interest and, uh, and compound interest. Um, what are we referring to here when we're talking sort of... Um, our, our compound interest. Well, hold on. Let's take a step back. So interest is the money that you earn on your money in, in the simplest sense. So you've got a bank account or you put your money in a term deposit or whatever um, and the bank pays you some money for, for, giving you, for putting your money with them. Yeah. Uh, that's called interest, um, normally expressed as a percentage. So let's say you put $100 in a savings account and you get 1% interest the bank's paying you a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interest. There's two types of interest. Simple interest is on that $100, if you're getting 1%, every year you just get 1% of uh, So of every year I will just receive $1. $1, yeah. $1 year one, $1 year two, $1 year three, etc. Yeah. Compound interest is where you uh, get interest on the original amount you put in and then all previous interest you've earned. So uh, I've put in a hundred dollars, and that's one percent. The next year I will get one dollar for that. But then uh, I have a total of a hundred and one dollars, and then the next year I will get one percent of a hundred and one dollars. Yes. And then the next year I will get a ten percent of the hundred and one dollars <laughs> and one cent. One hundred and two dollars and one cent. Whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 And so it continues yeah, to build that way. That's it. That's it. And so. To put it in the context of the stock market, that's that's really what we're talking about when we're talking about your money compounding in the stock market. If the stock market grows on average at 7% a year, the first year on the $100 you invested, you get 7%, so you get $7, but then you have $107, and so you make 7% on that, and so you make even more, and then you've got more to begin with, and then you make even more, and it just snowballs into something really quite meaningful. Do you have to be paid interest or dividends for compounding to take effect? No, no. So um, what we're mainly talking about here is uh, the growth in the share price. Yes. So yeah, it is the, the growth in that price over time year after year after year it's not necessarily you actually receiving any interest or dividend payments no but it helps it does help it absolutely. Helps. it accelerates you, the process as long as you reinvest the dividends yes. so if you get cash and you go spend it on you know more hair gel or whatever <laughs> else you're buying unironed shirts um, I know, I saw that. <laughs> then uh you, you won't compound but if you get that money as a dividend payment from your company and rather than spending it, you put it back into the share market, that that will help that compounding effect. So, I've got some numbers for you. Yes. Even though I dropped maths in year 12, <laughs> I uh, can still use Excel. <laughs> um, so, extending that $100 example and using uh, big round numbers, let's say I had $100 to start investing and I earned 10% a year on that. Yep. Or it grew 10% a year. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, with simple interest, so if every year I just got 10% uh, in year one, I would get $10. 
and in year two, three, all the way to 20, I would still get $10. At the end of it, I would have my original 100 bucks that I put in and I'd have $10 a year for 20 years. Even I can do that maths, 200 bucks. Yes. So over 20 years, you've got your 100 you originally had and 200 you've made. So you've got 300 bucks. Not bad. Not bad. You've tripled your money. Yeah. Um, but if you compound, if that was compound interest rather than simple interest, so um, year one, you put the 100 bucks in, you get 10%, so you get 10 bucks. Same as simple interest. But then you have $110 and you make 10% on that. So you get $11 the next year. And then you have $121 in year three because you add the 11 to the 110. Then you make 10% on that. You get $12.10. And you can start to see how the you're just earning a little bit more every year. And it doesn't feel like much. But over the course of 20 years, in year 20, with simple interest, you'd be making 10 bucks um, that year. With compound interest, you're making over $60 of $100 original investment. And so, uh, after the 20 years, you would have earned $200 with simple interest or over 570 bucks with compound interest. And so, you can just start to see that over time, that gap really starts to widen and the numbers start to get quite meaningful. Yeah. The benefit of time is the the critical part here. Um, it's you know if if you were to look at those numbers again and compare it over three years, okay, it's not a huge difference. Yeah. But if you start looking at twenty years, if you start looking at thirty, forty, fifty years, and particularly if you're starting your investing journey, you know, in your late teens or your early twenties, if you have the ability to think really long term and put that money away and just let it compound, then it really starts to become exponential later on in life when those, you know, if you're compounding 300,000 at 10% year after year, 400,000 at 10% year after year, those numbers really start to add up quickly. Before we move on, uh, we're just going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. So um, that's, I think, enough theory about compounding. Yes. Um, I guess when we apply it to the share market, what we can see is that it that theory holds. That theory has hold, held historically. Jeez, so, I'd, I'd hope so. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> we'd have to finish the episode here. <laughs> and I think I think really the point when we're talking about the share market is it's great if you want to pick the next Microsoft or the next Apple or the next Amazon and, you know, become a millionaire by the time you're 30, like power to you. We would love it as well. Bryce is 30 in like a couple of months, so he doesn't have much time. <laughs> but I'm but, almost there. <laughs> but this idea of um, compounding your wealth, it does you don't need to be finding that needle in a haystack, that no. next superstar company with no. the Jeff Bezos leading it. Um, you can just invest in the whole market. And so I've looked at Australia and America. Um, so in Australia, I've looked at our All Ordinaries Index, which is like the 500 biggest companies. In America, the S&P 500, um, again, the 500 biggest companies. If you just invested in the index, so just bought an ETF that held all 500 uh, and held it for 40 years. So 1980, you've started out your working career. You're a young go-getter, 20-year-old, you know, in yeah. the 80s, Reagan's president. Hawk and Keating are running around in Australia. 
You got save up a thousand. Have I set the same for you? Yeah. <laughs> what transport would they be going to work on? Tram, uh, bi- bicycle. Bicycle. <laughs> yeah, you can't afford a car yet. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, a thousand bucks as well is a fair bit of cash back in the you day. Sa- true. In the true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you saved a thousand bucks um, and you invest it in Australia at the start of 1980. By 1989, um, it's. Five, just a scratch over five grand, five thousand and eighty-eight dollars, not bad. Mm. By nineteen ninety-nine, it's fourteen and a half thousand dollars. By two thousand and nine, it's thirty-three and a half thousand dollars. By twenty nineteen, it's a bit over seventy thousand dollars, seventy-one thousand eight hundred. And just that's that's the Australian all ordinaries total return. Yeah. In that time, think about all the stuff that happened. We had. The tech bubble burst. We had the global financial crisis. Nine eleven. We had nine eleven. We yeah. had, um, you know, Australia. The recession that we had to have when Keating floated Did the dollar the and all of that. I said the GFC. We yeah. had the nineteen ninety seven Asian financial crisis. Like, we had the Iraq War. We had, you know, so we had so much. We had the, you know, Bali bombings, all that stuff. I don't know what effect that had on the stock market, but <laughs> like all, all that that wall of worry that. You know, you think about the stock market and you think about how risky it is. But this young go-getter in the 1980s who just put $1,000 in the stock market and left it for 40 years. um, Has walked away with $71,800 from doing nothing. Not picking a stock, not watching their investments every day, not waiting for the right time to invest, not buying and selling or trading, putting it in and waiting. And that's uh, without even adding anything as well. Yeah. Imagine if you then took it to the next stage and said, "All right, well, I'm going to put in a thousand every year." That would then, be that would be crazy. Then, then <laughs> he's going to be walking away with hundreds of thousands yeah. if he lets the compounding do its thing. What about in America? Are we looking any different? I mean, yeah, here we go. Similar, a thousand to eighty-six thousand nine hundred yeah, over yeah. a similar period of time. And again, Ren, same thing. Many world events, and I think that's a really good point. And it's, it's actually one that's really hard to um, keep in context when shit does hit the fan. Yeah, and this, this America one is a really important example because, as you said, shit hits the fan. And so, just to, to run it through, because there'll be something that jumps out at you, I hope. Um, you start with 1,000 in 1980. By 1989, you have about the same, just a scratch over 5,000. By 1999, you've got 26,500. And for those that can remember all this string of numbers that I'm just saying, uh, the equivalent in Australia, you had fourteen thousand at that mm, time. So the US serious growth. The US killed it in tech the boom. yeah the nineties tech boom. Between at nineteen ninety nine, you had twenty six grand. Two thousand and nine, you had twenty four grand. What the? Yeah, and <laughs> no. then but so that like obviously we went from nineteen ninety nine. Tech was booming. Yep. We had the tech GFC. bubble collapse, and then we had the JFC. And so, in that ten-year period, you lost money. Shocking ten years. Like you'd be not great. You'd be spewing if you were checking your account every day, which you shouldn't. But between two thousand and nine and twenty nineteen, you just held the S and P five hundred total return. Um, it goes from twenty four grand to eighty six, eighty seven grand. In ten years, you've gone from twenty four thousand to eighty six thousand. Yeah. Pretty phenomenal. So I think the key lesson from from this really is A, I hope you can see the power of compounding in both examples we've turned 
a thousand dollars into seventy thousand or eighty six thousand, near eighty seven thousand, from doing nothing but holding the main index in both Australia and the US. That is all you've had to do, and just let compounding do its thing over a forty year period. This is the this is the key point. You start to exponentially grow the longer you hold these things. And secondly, as Ren has pointed out, there are many instances of market corrections and worry and uh, opportunities for you to panic and sell but if you just stick with it uh, the further you zoom out on a stock chart the I guess less worried you should become because you can see that over a long period of time generally speaking the stock markets do recover and uh, you just need to hold your nerve when it starts to wobble a little um, and just remind yourself that this is a long-term game. Yeah. Now, this is this episode probably is completely flying against our interest because people could listen to this episode, invest in some index funds and then just sack it and listen to, I don't know, uh, Shameless or Hello Sport or some <laughs> other, stop plugging some other, other podcast podcasts? instead. But I think, I think that's the point and like that's one of the key things that we've learned over... Um, our journey like we we love talking about investing we're obviously doing it full-time now but you you don't you don't have to um, you don't have to feel like you have to be constantly plugged in and I think that was something I definitely felt when I got started I felt like if I wasn't always paying attention I wasn't keeping up and then I shouldn't do it because I wasn't keeping up Um, but that's that's not the case like don't wait to invest invest away as the the name of this episode is Um, just invest and wait yeah. and don't don't stress. Don't stress. <laughs> it's a stress-free game over yeah. here. <laughs> so uh, before we jump into our mailbag from Bridget Wren, um, I guess the question is h- how can we easily achieve compounding? And I'm talking about, you know, s- sort of from a product point of view or, or an, in- an investment strategy point of view. And as we've mentioned a number of times here, uh, we believe one of the easiest ways is to just hold an index. Um, you know, there's many ETFs available. We've done a series on uh, get started investing, uh, all about ETFs. So head over and check that out. It was uh, ETFs for beginners, where we go through a number of the ETFs that uh, track indexes both here in Australia and overseas. But there's probably no easier way to do compounding than through sort of like an index. So there's two there's two elements to compounding. It's earning a consistent rate of return and then over a long period of time. And so the the first one is yeah, buy into you know, you could compound an index, you could do a thematic ETF, you could do an individual stock, but just keep in mind that the further the riskier you go or the more, more specific you go, the less likely you're going to get a consistent rate of return because companies are more uncertain and th- thematics are more un- uncertain. But yeah, you need to just find find a few things to invest in and then hold it for a long period of time. Um, the worst thing you can do is um, try and buy like po- try and trade in and out of positions because you know that's the quickest way to start missing some of the big the big moves up um yeah so i think i mean for me it's a dollar cost averaging play and that's how i you know we talk about a core and satellite portfolio approach which we'll probably do an episode on soon but in my core portfolio it's very much just putting a little bit of money in every time into some pretty vanilla index funds and etfs and just hoping that i can be like that 
young 20-year-old in 1980s who uh, holds for 40 years and ends up with something something quite meaningful. So, Ren, um, I hope everyone has been able to get something out of that episode. I think the main point is don't stress. Let compounding do its thing. Don't it stress. Is the, it that is the, is the, <laughs> that is the main <laughs> message. Yeah, it is the eighth wonder of the world. Uh, according to Einstein. We got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if you Google the quote, it'll be Einstein, but apparently he never said it, so yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. It's not like we can ask him. It's not like he's alive to tell us <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so we're going to move to uh, a listener mailbag now, and uh, this one has come in from Bridget. She's left us a, a voice message over at uh, equitymates.com forward slash contact, and uh, we're going to have a listen to that now and then uh, briefly answer her questions. Hi guys, um, love your show. I have just sort of started looking into investing recently um, and it's definitely been a big help in understanding how to get started. My main question is I'm wondering how to invest sustainably or ethically and I noticed that there are some ETFs where this is sort of explicitly in the title, ethical investments, etc. I just guess I'm wondering, do you guys look into investing sustainably and in those sort of larger ETFs or, you know, some of Vanguard's big ones, is there a way to tell if they are investing sustainably or not? Yeah. And how do you guys tackle that? Because I don't really want to, you know, accidentally invest in coal or something, for example. Thanks. See ya. So, Ren, the question from Bridget obviously uh, is around sustainability. Is it something that we do? And um, how do you know if it's legit on the tin well you certainly don't because aren't oh, you, here we go. you do a lot of uh, gambling and cigarette oh, this stocks is not true not <laughs> cigarette true. stocks have been good dividend pl- payers for you <laughs> not true not true anyway um i don't i don't actively invest in any sustainability funds um because you're just a terrible person who <laughs> loves coal um yeah, so that's the short answer for me. I don't, I don't actively have any um, specific ETFs that are focused on sustainability. Um, yeah, sue me. I'm probably, I might, but yeah. I will sue you. <laughs> do you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. I own uh, the what's the Effie, the Effie, uh, yeah. Beta Shares Global one. Yep. Um, I think I think the answer to the question is there are a number of products that are uh, ethical on the label. And you've just got to have a look because um, at what they're holding because everyone's ethical standards are different. Yeah. These days, you're not going to find coal in um, any sustainable fund. Although, I did see a press release a couple of days ago that announced, I'm not going to name the company, but uh, to celebrate the third year of this sustainable leaders fund, we're announcing that we're removing all coal stocks. And it's like, what have you <laughs> been doing for the last three years? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think so, like, I'm looking at um, the BetaShares FE holdings now that you can go to their website. Any product issuer, like an ETF issuer on their website will say what they're holding. Um, second biggest company, Tesla. Tesla is undeniably doing a lot of stuff in the renewable energy space, electric cars, great for the world, great for climate change. But for some people, they will look at the labor rights um, or the corporate governance of Elon Musk and say, I actually don't want to invest in Tesla for that reason. And there's a bunch of companies where there's sort of like an on one hand, on the other hand um, thing, you know, like companies like Toyota and Ford and stuff are in a lot of these things. um, And that they're doing now doing a lot with um, electric cars, but a few years ago they were probably the you know some of these legacy car makers were 
the biggest things standing in the way of that transition. And so people, you know, Apple, like for some, on some things, you know, they're doing a bunch with renewable energies. They, they seem to do a lot, but their working conditions in factories in China have always been a question. And so ethics are really hard because they're so personal and everyone's got different standards and, and stuff like that. Um, so go to the website, have a look. If you're investing in a non-ethical product and you want to see what's in there so you don't accidentally invest in a coal company or an oil company or whatever, same thing. On the website, it will have all the holdings if it's an ETF or if it's an individual company and you're not sure what they do, well, probably know what they do before you invest in yeah, them. But um, yeah. go to their website, read the annual report, um, or all that information will be there. Yeah. It's still a very very much a grey area. We are pretty confident over the next sort of five to ten years there's going to be more and more products that come to market that uh, play in this space and allow for much more choice. But for now, as Ren said, have a look under the hood of these ETFs and, and really going to have to make your own decisions. Yeah, yeah. and you know, there's some there's – some- Big, well-known ones, you know, like the Future Supers or the Australian Ethical Investments of the world. And then, yeah, there's a bunch of ETFs with sustainability or ethical on the label. So yeah. that's probably where you want to start. So that brings us to the end of Equity Mates uh, Get Started Investing. Uh, as we said at the start, please do contact us if you would like to come on the show and share your journey or if you'd like to ask us a question. We are here to help you on your investing journey, break down barriers. Remember though that we also do have our Equity Mates Investing podcast that you can move across to once you're starting to feel a bit more confident where we have plenty of conversations with experts in the industry as well as uh, have a bit more of a detailed chat about the stocks that we're uh, excited about our core and um, satellite portfolio as well, plus uh, breaking down some uh, more, I guess, uh, confusing elements of the finance world. So uh, head across there. We've also got Meet, Pay, Love and also Comedian v Economist, two podcasts in Equity Mates Media that are well worth checking out. Uh, also, finally, to close it out, we've got a number of emails. Uh, I would suggest getting started with the Get Started Investing email, which you can do uh, via our website at equitymates.com forward slash email. But otherwise, Ren, always fun to chat. We're going to have to change the name of this show to Get Started Stop Housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's important. But uh, good to chat. We'll uh, pick it up next week. Sounds good. This podcast proudly brought to you by Equity Mates Media. Always remember, all information contained in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional, financial, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Equity Mates are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. For more information, head to our disclaimer page where you can find resources to search for a registered financial professional near you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.